The Journey. We're continuing our newest study, The Journey. Remember, we ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding as we go through this study about The Journey, which, you know, applies to all the brethren. And we ask that in the name of his son, Yahusha. We use the scripture 1998 translation. Follow along with us with the scripture's translation because in order for you to not be sidetracked as we go through the studies that we do here on Takshu. You need to have the same translation so that Satan cannot distract you, deceive you, cause trouble, which he has absolutely done using the other translations. You know, part of the journey, which we will learn about today a little bit, having to do with the second gate. But before I start that particular um, part of the study, I want to say that as you go along and as you are on the journey, you are no better than Yahusha was. You know, he had to go through things. You know, he was rejected by his family. He was rejected by the religious leaders, which he really didn't care about too much <laughs> since they were teaching nonsense to the people. He was rejected by some of his disciples. Yes, there are those that did follow along with him and, and watch what he did, miracles and such. And when it came to a point where his teaching was something that they just couldn't accept. You see, it's called faith. And believing that Yahuwah, as well as Yahusha, have your best interest at heart. And some of the things that they heard, they had a real problem with. And so they abandoned following him. And you know the story all of his disciples abandoned him. And Kepha 
you know, denied him. And everyone abandoned him at some point. But he continued on the path. His journey, he had a job to do. Now, his job, his journey, his work is not the same as our work. No. His work was to be the Lamb. Yeah. The teacher, the shepherd, the Messiah. He had particular things that he had to achieve and do for the kingdom of Elohim, his father. And he achieved those, but at a cost, a human flesh cost. The reason why I'm saying all this is because as I go through this journey, my journey, which I have a job to do, I have lost people that, you know, were brethren because of, you know, what the reason was every single time. It wasn't because I did something bad or, you know, they were disappointed in my actions or, you know, I did some criminal act or I did something I wasn't supposed to or I broke one of the commandments which of course would be a legitimate reason all of those things for for the brethren to turn against me but as they turned against the Savior he told us if they do it to me you're, they're going to do it to you so Hey, like I said, I'm no better than he is. He went through it and he prepared me and told me, as he has told you, that that's the way it works. And and so the brethren that I have that I lose all the time is because of a truth they don't want to hear. A truth that I say, being led by the Spirit of Yah, for their benefit spiritually. <laughs> I could care less about the flesh, as Yahusha could care less about the flesh. Yahuwah, our Father, could care less about the flesh. You see, it's the soul that we are concerned about. And so, you know, I've lost people, brethren. I sure have. And um, recently, uh, they just keep piling up. They don't like truth. So as you go on your journey and the reason why I took the time to say this is because as you go on your journey you're going to lose brethren if you're doing the works of the kingdom 
And how come you lose the brethren? Is it because the brethren are on the right journey to the right or the correct gate, the one that leads to life? If they're headed to the journey that's leading to life, are you going to lose them as a brethren? Are they going to turn against you as a brethren? Will you get upset at each other? Sure. We have disagreements, but you don't lose them as a brethren. They don't turn against you as a brethren. They don't reject you as a brethren if they're on the correct path, the correct journey to the gate which leads to life. So understand that if you lose a brethren, if they turn against you, if they reject you, if they cause trouble for you, if they no longer talk to you because of something that you teach or they don't want others to hear it or they don't want to hear it themselves, understand that they are on the second journey and that's what we're going to learn about today where this journey leads last time we started to look at the second gate which leads to the word is destruction now people will you know look at that word um destruction in the english and they're going to say, look, destruction, hell, you know, the lake of fire, they might even say. But let's read the Savior's words in the gift of Yah, chapter 7. So go to the gift of Yah, chapter 7 in Matthew, if you don't know yet is the way it's said in most English Bibles, uh, scriptures, words. So, the gift of Yah, chapter 7. Let's look at the Savior's words. And let's read verses 13 and 14. This is our scripture verse for this study. This is what we're learning about. 13 says, Enter in through the narrow gate, because the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter in through it. Because the gate is narrow and the way is hard-pressed, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So, do you see the word destruction there? It's even here in the scriptures, 1998. That leads to destruction. Well, you could use that word in... It would apply ultimately at the end of 
everything, but the thing is, that word destruction, if you look it up in the Greek, means ruin or loss. So it leads to the um, lead that leads to loss or ruin. See how that changes things? Loss or ruin? So let us look at the Greek word. I want you to look at it. It's the Greek word apolia. Might jog your memory if you've done any study about end times. But anyway, apolia, and it's the Greek word 684. So it says, this ruin or loss will lead you to the second death. Yes, but see, this, this that leads to destruction is that the gate you're going through, if you continue down this journey and you continue down the path, you're going to receive ruin or loss that leads to the second death. Just because you walk through that gate now, or heading towards that gate now, or even after Yahusha returns, that's the gate that you're heading down, and there'll be many, doesn't mean that you're headed to the lake of fire, ultimately. There is the thousand years of teaching. So this second gate leads to loss or ruin, which we saw last time, we looked at last time, was the death of the body or soul, meaning the second death was the death of the body and soul the incorruptible body and the mortal soul. But this apalia, the gate which leads to destruction, this destruction is not the end result. It is what occurs. Read 13 again with me here in Gift of Yah. Enter in through the narrow gate, because the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter in through it. Yahusha says that there is a journey and gate that leads to a ruin or a loss. The gift of Yah says that the gate to the ruin or loss is wide. This verse 13, it says, the gate is wide. That's compared to the narrow gate. The Greek word is platas. Platas, like, you know, plateau. <laughs> It the word is spread out, flat, no obstacles, nothing stopping you. It's a large gate. 
you can walk through the gate that leads to ruin or loss. In other words, it has many points. You know, you can go to this through this part. It's a wide gate, you know. There's many points to enter through. Come as you are. There is no conditions or qualifications. Hmm. Sound familiar? The path that leads to the gate of ruin or loss is the Greek word. So you've got now about the gate that leads to ruin or loss. And now we're going to talk about the way, the journey, the path that leads to the gate of ruin or loss is the Greek word. It's an interesting word. I like this word, the sound of it. Yuru kuros, yuru kuros, which means spacious, spacious. So the journey is spacious. So the journey to the gate of ruin and loss has room for anything, you see? which is opposite of the difficult journey to the gate, which leads to life. So remember, we are talking about believers. You have to understand that. Not talking about non-believers. We know that because of the Greek word used. And we looked at it. It's ruin or loss. In other words, in other words, there's a there's a path that leads to ruin or loss. These brethren had something to lose. They had something to be ruined, taken away from them that they had. What is it that they had? I mean, these people, this particular group of people had something taken away from them. They had something and it was taken away. These brethren had been given the gift of faith. You understand? It's a gift. And Yahuwah gives it to whom he chooses, not to whom chooses to believe. It's to whom he chooses to give the gift so that they believe. Understand? And they lost it, meaning believing. They stopped believing or turned from the truth. So don't think this gate is talking about the world because it's not. It's talking about there's two paths for brethren to be on. One is the path which leads you to life, the journey that leads you to life, doing things the way Yahusha showed us to do, and the journey that leads to loss or ruin, meaning your access to eternal life. You'll lose that. You won't have it. And see, why I told you the story and explained to you about 
the brethren who turned against me for nothing I did wrong. I was just speaking truth from the scripture. They didn't like what it is that I said. They didn't like what the Spirit was saying to me. So they rejected me because of the truth that I was teaching them. So what did they do? They turned from the truth that I was teaching them through the Spirit speaking through me. So they turned against the Spirit. They turned against the truth. They didn't want to hear the truth. And they turned, and where do you think they turned to? Well, they weren't on the path to life anymore. The journey doesn't uh, to life doesn't tell you to reject your brethren, to turn against your brethren. I mean, if they do something wrong, absolutely. But you do that in love. And you, you explain to them, look, you committed this sin, or you're doing this sin, or this is what you're doing. And you show them in Scripture where they're wrong. Yes, that's different. That is you know, making sure that they stay on the right path. You have a right to talk to your brother in that way if they're doing something wrong. But that wasn't this. This is, I was teaching truth, and they turned from the truth. So they're not on the path to life. You don't reject your brethren, even though you don't like what they say, if what they say is scripture. You understand? And so they turned from the truth, and now they are on the path to destruction, to loss. You see, the way they're going, they're headed to loss, loss. They've turned from the truth. So, is, does, is this talked about in Scripture? Can a believer turn from the truth? Let us see what Scripture says and when it says an example of something like this happens. And guess what? On a giant scale, these little things about the brethren turning against you if you're teaching them truth and they don't like it, that is a little scale. But here is a big scale. And see, if you're on the wrong path because you've turned against a brethren before all this happens, which we're going to get into, then guess what? You will be doing exactly this. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Some of you may have already known that, you know, we were going to go there because absolutely. So go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And 
And let's read the beginning of verse 3. It's our subject. Let no one deceive you in any way because the falling away is to come first. Let no one deceive you in any way because there is going to be a defection from the truth. That's right. That's what it's apostasy. Look up that Greek word and it means to turn from the truth meaning to stop believing in the Savior and turn to another Savior, you see. So, as we saw here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, in order to turn from the truth, you had to have believed and had the truth because the world doesn't have the truth. They don't believe. If you're not a believer, then you can't turn from believing because you never believed. You understand? These are changing direction. You know, like from the journey to life to the journey to loss or ruin which is your access to eternal life. Non-believers do not lose anything. They never believed, so they never had access. You understand? That's why we know about what it says in the gift of Yah, chapter 7, verse 13. You understand? And I want us to look at verse 11 in case here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. In case you're under the false impression that, hey, if, if I've rejected a brethren here who has done nothing wrong, only speaking truth, that I'm now turned against the truth because, you see, Yahusha said, my sheep know my voice. So obviously they didn't hear his voice coming out of my mouth, even though it was coming out of my mouth. So they have stopped following. You understand? They've stopped listening, or in some cases, they've never been able to listen. It's all a made-up, I believe, type of believer. But read verse 11. And for this reason, Elohim, now who's going to make them believe that Yahusha is not the Messiah? That this false one that's going to appear is the Messiah? Who's going to do it? Elohim sends them a working of delusion for them to believe the falsehood. Oh yes, brethren. If you're on the destruction path and journey to destruction, you'll have no choice 
You can't turn back. You can't choose to turn back. Because you have to do it now. You understand? You have to do it now. Before. Before. All the end time stuff happens. And verse 12 tells us in order that. In order that. Why? Why? Does Elohim send them delusion to believe the falsehood? Meaning to believe in the false Messiah. Because that's what will be the falsehood. And then to believe that Satan is, you know, Elohim. The second part of that. So they're going to have a false Messiah. And they're going to have a false Elohim. In order that all should be judged who did not believe the truth but had delight in the unrighteousness. So you understand, you either believe and stay on the path, the journey to life, and do as the Spirit instructs you to do, even though you might not like what you hear, or you're on the other journey to destruction and you're going to be judged and I thank the father that he is providing the thousand years of teaching let's go back to the gift of Yah go back to the gift of Yah chapter 7 the gift of Yah chapter 7 and I want us to read the second part of verse 13 and it says and because the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to loss or ruin. And there are many who enter in through it. So, we know now, as we've read, you've learned, you've seen, as a believer, you can turn from the truth, and many will, but you can do that right now. You can turn from the way to life right now and you can be on the the journey to destruction ultimately the lake of fire but loss or ruin of your ability to believe in messiah so we know someone can turn from the truth now let's look at what happens if you turn from the truth so we know we can turn from the truth now. <laughs> There's not one saved, always saved nonsense. We can turn from the truth. We can be on the wrong, the wrong journey. Yahusha doesn't lie. He says it right there. So go to Ibram. Go to Ibram chapter 10. And for those who don't know, Ibram is Hebrews. Ibram chapter 10, and I want us to pick it up in verse 29. Okay? 
So let's read Ibram. And it says, beginning in verse 29, How much worse punishment do you think shall he deserve who has trampled the son of Elohim underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was set apart as common, and insulted the spirit of favor? Oh, yes, you can. For we know him who has said, Vengeance is mine, I shall repay, says Yahuwah. And again, Yahuwah shall judge his people. It is fearsome to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. But remember, the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a great struggle with suffering. On the one hand, you were exposed to reproaches and pressures, and on the other hand, you became sharers with those who were so treated. For you sympathized with me in my chains, and you accepted with joy the seizure of your possessions, knowing that you have a better and a lasting possession for yourselves in the heavens. Do not then lose your boldness, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the desire of Elohim, did you hear me? For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the desire of Elohim, you receive the promise. For yet a little while, he who is coming shall come and shall not delay. But the righteous shall live by belief. But if anyone draws back by my being, or my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to destruction. Get it? On the wrong path journey. You're heading to the wrong gate, but of belief to the preservation of life. Two roads, two journeys for brethren, not for the world. It has nothing to do with the world. The world is already gone. They're already headed to destruction. They have no access to life, you see. Not at this time. So we just read, first, if you turn against the blood of the Lamb, so <laughs> that means you start believing in another Messiah, which is what's going to happen. We saw that in the Thessalonians, that Elohim is going to make you believe in the false Messiah, in the false Elohim. Yes, so that you'll be judged. Because, because why? Because... Let's read. And by doing that, insult the spirit of Yah. Guess what? You're not doing the works that Yahusha showed us. 
So when someone tells you something that is working for the kingdom, even though you don't like what they say, if it's in Scripture, and you can see it there in Scripture, and it's not some crazy made-up nonsense that they can take this Scripture and that Scripture and make some nonsense stuff, but I'm talking about if someone's truly working for the kingdom, and they truly have your best interest at heart, meaning your soul and that you're on the right path and they're trying to help you to get on the right path and you turn against them, you're in serious danger because you're on the wrong journey now. Now, that's, you know, scary. Absolutely. Because as it tells us here in Ibram, Yahuwah says, vengeance is mine. So when you turned against a servant of the kingdom, you turned against Yahuwah because it's his spirit speaking through that servant. You rejected them. You turned on them. You turned others against them. You stopped fellowship with them. You see, because you didn't like what they had to say. You didn't like the truth that they told you. Yahuwah is not happy about that. Yahuwah says he will judge his people. Absolutely. You should be afraid to be on the wrong side of Yahuwah Elohim. Once you believe, once you believe, as we're told here in Ibram, things are not smooth sailing. No, that's the journey. The journey is hard-pressed. Many people have walked the journey. Many people have gone through the journey. And believe you me, all you have to do is look at the prophets. All you have to do is look at what Yahuwah, Yahusha went through. And you will see what, you know, Kepha went through, what the apostles went through, what Paul went through, you'll see it's not smooth sailing, as he told the people here in Ibram. So it isn't smooth sailing. Like Yahusha said about the journey to the gate which leads to life. So if you're on the right journey, if you're on the right path to life, then there's going to be people that reject you. You're not going to reject people unless they've done something wrong and that's only for a correction and you do it in love to correct them to say, hey, well, that's not correct. Let's find out in Scripture what we should be saying, what we should be teaching. Because guess what? You're going to be held accountable for the idolatry and garbage that you have directed others to believe. These people 
among others, among other things, according to here, Ibram, lost their possessions. Yeah. You lost your possessions because seizure, see it in verse 34 there, seizure of your possessions. So they lost things because they believed. It's not smooth sailing. You're going to go through things. And possessions don't matter. That's the point. Possessions don't matter. Remember, don't put your faith in your possessions. But our but Paul, of course, says our possessions will last forever, not like these earthly things. So what does he say? He says, do not lose your boldness concerning the truth. So brethren, I can tell you that I have not lost my boldness to tell the truth about now the newest thing that the Father has shown me because I was ready for it is about the name of the Savior. The English words that we're using as believers that are pagan and an abomination to Yahuwah Elohim, our Father. And I'll continue to tell you that I haven't lost my boldness just because people don't like to hear the truth doesn't mean that I'm not going to stop, stop, you know, saying it. On uh, my Facebook page, I have noticed that it's very interesting to me. And I, you know, I noticed that these people, and this is what Yahushua is talking about, the path that leads to destruction or loss, many will find it. <laughs> many will go that way. That on Facebook, how many people listen to the things that I post? <laughs> they don't tell me they do. And very few, you know, tell me that they agree with it, that they understand it, that they see it, you see. But there are many people that I have on Facebook as Facebook friends that are, you know, brethren, and they have posts, and you have way, <laughs> a huge amount of people that are posting or reacting to their post and saying all kinds of good stuff, but their posts are false. Their posts are not true. Their posts are leading to destruction. It is not what the scripture says. You see. But they have all these followers that think they're wonderful and the posts that they post are all good and leading to life. But it's not. And so on Facebook, when you have a person that is posting and very few people respond to the posts and you will know that that person is most likely speaking with the true spirit 
of Yahuwah. Because, you see, what the Savior says, few find it. So, Paul is saying here in Ibram, do not lose your boldness concerning truth. So cheerfully endure. I do. I cheerfully endure that people don't listen. It upsets me. It makes me sad that so many listen to this nonsense these others are teaching. It really does. It just... I can cheerfully endure that they don't want to hear truth from me. Absolutely. But it saddens me to see the brethren believe the nonsense that is taught on Facebook. All baloney. And of course, they use the words of abomination <laughs> to, to boot. And so, you see what it says here? You have to speak truth and boldness cheerfully enduring yes that means to continue to do it not say poor me poor me uh no no i love speaking the truth absolutely so that you will receive the promise of elohim and why and what is the promise the promise is eternal life you see that's the gate if you're on the right journey if you do what does it say here in Ibram? If you do as Elohim wants you to. The works you need to do on the journey. You understand? Next time, we're going to talk about those works. We're going to talk about stuff having to do with the works on the journey and more about the two journeys oh yes we're going to take a look at that next time so which journey which journey are you on have you rejected a brethren have you turned against a brethren have you stopped communicating with a brethren that has done nothing to you or done nothing wrong, that they just speak the truth and those that they spoke to didn't like what they heard? You see, if you reject the brethren or turn others against the brethren or stop communicating with a brethren because of something that they said that is truth then you now know which journey you're on and that completes the journey till next time